Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Billy Baker is a staff writer for the Boston Globe. He was a member of the Globe team that won a Pulitzer Prize for coverage of the Boston Marathon bombing. And he is the author of a terrific new book. It is called We Need to Hang Out, A Memoir of Making Friends. Hey, Billy, thanks so much for being here. I love the book, and I wouldn't say it if I, if I didn't believe it. Well, I appreciate that. That's nice of you. So I have met some really good guys in the last couple of years, guys that would make really good friends. But I think they're more social acquaintance than they are the deep bonds of friendship. Frankly, I don't know when the last time was that I met someone who was a really good friend, but I know it's been a period of of years. I'm not unusual, am I? No, uh, you're, you're, you're typical, as am I. And the, the sad truth is that uh, the typical American male is not doing so great in the friendship department. I've decided in reading your book because of, of your use of profanity 
and your sense of humor that you and I would be really good friends. I know that sounds a little gay. I hope that's all right. No, I, uh, my mother's mad at me about the profanity, but you know, this was a book that was written for, you know, the, the typical guy that might, uh, be having these, these typical issues, which is that we're, you know, statistically men in this country are suffering as part of a loneliness epidemic that's affecting everyone disproportionately men, but certainly women as well. And it's only getting worse. And it's not something that men are, are accustomed to like talking about openly or making an effort for, especially as you get to middle age and you just kind of get to this point in life where it's like, you know, I have a job and a family and everything's that, you know, I'm doing all the right things, you know, I'm taking care of what we need at the grocery store for dinner, but friends just aren't a part of daily life for all too many people. And they weren't a part of daily life for me when I got kind of dropped into this issue. When I say to you that I hope it doesn't sound gay that I'm complimenting you, I know I'm driving people batshit, but I'm saying it for a reason. And that is there's a discussion. There are a number of discussions in the book that I think address the are we afraid to be open with our emotions and our fondness for other men? Is there some fear in terms of how we'll be perceived that holds us back? Oh, it's it's well documented that uh, the use of that word as sort of a, a dog whistle um, inhibits men. It, it, and it starts early on in life. It starts in middle school. And and other than being wildly insulting to gay people, it's it's not used in a in a way where we're saying what you're doing is, is gay. It's to say what you're doing is kind of feminine. And these are the moments where we should be doing exactly what the women are doing. They're, they're much more able to communicate their emotions. There's an intimacy there. There are these things that are, you know, the important glue in relationships. And for men, the idea is that we just, you know, someone throws that word out there and, and you hit the ejector button and we go back to the surface and then it becomes, you know, hey, did you see that game last night or whatever it might be? But <laughs> I, you know, like it, it's, you know, I don't want to, there's so much more to the the male friendship issue, the problem, the joys, the struggles. But like th- this is one that kind of gets, you know, the saddest part of it is it's cultural. It's learned. It's not a it's something that that is universal to men around the world. This is something that, you know, heavily afflicts American men. This word appears and, and it's like if you are, you know, acting in any way that, you know, might be a positive theft from the female camp you're you're labeled as doing something wrong so you you did like a a jane goodall on female relationships in the context of a new kids on the block cruise and one of the observations you got to talk about that that was my favorite part of the book uh but one of the things that you describe is how women were all into the music of new kids on the block and the look and so forth and it became a bonding experience for them and that for guys of a certain age they would play the music theoretically to make fun of the band and to make fun of the music. The point being that the guys were into the music as well, but again, they were hung up on the whole masculinity thing. Exactly. Yeah. So to just give a brief outline of how I ended up on the new kids cruise, you know, so I got dropped into writing this article and an editor called me into his office and said, we want you to write about how middle-aged men have no friends. And I I was lured in there with this idea that they had a story I'd be perfect for. And so I'm having this existential crisis in this office while, while guy. yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether to fight or flee. And the editor is rattling off all these statistics about how there's this loneliness epidemic. And not only does it affect our mental health, it affects our physical health in staggering ways. And so 
I wrote this article, it became kind of a viral hit. And then I, I decided to develop it into a book. And the book was, you know, the article was about diagnosing a cancer. The book was about trying to find a cure. And so it, it was an adventure in some ways. And one of the first things I wanted to do is drill down into this idea. I kept hearing repeated this fact that women are better at friendship than men. It was just like the, like a known thing. And obviously I've been around women my entire life. And it was like, what, well, how, in, in what way are they better? What are they doing that I don't know about? And so I got it in my head. I need to go on a girl's trip. You keep hearing about this as a sort of pinnacle of American friendship, a girl's trip. If I showed up, if a dude's on the girl's trip, it's not a girl's trip anymore. I, w- I would pollute the sample. So I hear the new kids on the block have a cruise. And I'm like, Hey, I can go on several hundred girls trips at once. No one will care that I'm there because they're only there for the five dudes in the band. Right. And the idea was to observe. And one of the things, you know, was, you know, they, they were, there was such joy and such dancing around the new kids. And to get back to your initial point, like, I feel like I did that when I was a young kid. The new kids were right in my wheelhouse when I was an adolescent. But it was like, the only way to do it properly was to do it like you were mocking it. Like, we don't really like this music. We're dancing because we're making fun of it. You know, whereas the women were not inhibited in that way and and seeing these women these like middle-aged moms losing their mind on a cruise having the time of their life dancing together which is this known form of social grooming it's been around for as long as humans have been around for some reason american men have thrown that over to the side of things that are gay or just unacceptable the urinal answer that you discovered we're not revealing okay they'll have to read the book if they really want to know the answer to that age-old question yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I think we've all wondered what, what, if a woman can use a urinal. And if you would attend a New Kids on the Block concert, you would learn the answer to that. <laughs> so, Billy, you get assigned the magazine piece. You write the magazine piece. It goes viral. Now you know there's material here that you can explore in even greater long form. And among the things that you do, I love this. I told it to our own sons at dinner last night is you seek to recreate your own senior skip day. How did that go? You were 40 at the time. I was 40 and it went pretty well. You know, I was, so my journey was like twofold. When I first started, I was really intent on kind of getting the band back together, you know, fixing these relationships that I had in the past, because I wasn't a man who was guilty of not having friends. I was a man who was guilty of not being friends with the friends I had. So I did the thought experiment in my head. Like if I go back to one day in high school, what would that be? And it was senior skip day, you know, a ditch day. I think most schools have this sort of thing. So threw it up on the class Facebook page, said, hey, I'm bringing back senior skip day. It's going to be on a Friday. The whole point is you actually have to skip. We're all going to meet in this field, play some kickball, maybe drink a beer or two and uh, and come. And, you know, so I send it out and you get, you know, those non-committal yes, maybes, I don't know, let me see what happens. I think it's everyone was feeling like I was. We were back in high school, just nervous. You didn't want to be the first one to show up. You didn't want to say you were going unless other people were going. So I sat in this field one morning panicked like I was waiting to walk into the middle school dance like panicked feeling all those feelings and sure enough I think we had about 40 people who cut out on life on a Friday most of us hadn't seen each other in you know 20 something years and it it was wonderful you know it was it was a funny day and and I think if there's one thing that's happened over and over on this journey it's that by sort of raising my hand and admitting I have these problems and these things are important for me to address it's made it okay for other people to kind of raise their hand as well and say, you know what? I I would like to see the high school gang and cut out on a Friday and act like a juvenile again. 
when I was reading that part of the book and wasn't yet sure whether anyone was going to attend, what ran through my mind, and you addressed this as well, and I think it's an important part of the book, I wondered whether people would not attend thinking, well, I don't need to go because after all, I'm still friendly with all of those people. They're on my Facebook page. They're all Facebook friends. How much of an issue in male loneliness, middle-aged male loneliness, is the social connectivity in that we think we're having relationships that we're really not? I mean, social media is the big grand question. And and I'll tell you, the science at the moment is kind of caught in a chicken and the egg uh, scenario where we know that People who are lonely spend more time on social media, but it's unclear if they're going there because they're lonely or if it's the social media that's making them feel lonely. But I feel like in my gut, I, I just knew that it wasn't that that wasn't what I was put on this earth to be. I it wasn't, you know, I, I shouldn't know, uh, you know, your children only because I've seen them on, you know, Facebook. I, I should meet them in person. So. I was I was on the fence about how to address it in the book because I, again the science wasn't sort of super hard on on which way to go and I met this happiness professor at Yale University who had told me that she had mentioned this bit about how people who quit social media are measurably happier and a few of her uh, the students in her class thought it was an assignment when she said it so they did this reported back that yes they were happier so I figured I, I've got to give it a shot and. You know, the only thing I can tell you is that it is uh, it is it is eliminated that um, where you get kind of aggravated with someone for some little thing they said on, you know, Facebook or Twitter or what it might be. I was less angry over dumb stuff at people that I maybe hadn't even seen in a while. And I was much more likely to have to connect with them, you know, in real life. And when I did, I went for a hike the other day with a friend I haven't seen in a couple of years and we spent the whole hike catching up. And it's weird to say that that like it's some groundbreaking thing. But had I stayed on Facebook, I would have known the gist of what her life had been like for the past few years. But instead, we had to go through that. And that, that's that's social glue, right? Like hearing, telling someone your story, what you've been going through, the good, the bad, connecting with that, sharing, you know, like those things were important. And, and, and you know, especially I, I did a live chat last night for the Harvard Bookstore and Someone had asked about like politics, how that affects friendships. And I didn't even realize until that moment that like I had removed so much of that by not being on social media during this past election. Like I wasn't, you know, immediately angry with people who might not share my political views just because I removed myself from this little nitpicky town hall that is social media. Billy Baker's book is called We Need to Hang Out, A Memoir of Making Friends. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. 
That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Billy Baker's book is called We Need to Hang Out, a memoir of making friends. Has it always been like it is today? As I was reading your book, I was thinking of my father, who's gone, who was a Rotarian, who I remember on Wednesday nights used to play tennis when he was in his 40s, you know, and have a couple of beers uh, with his buddies or go fly fishing with the same group of guys. Is this generational? Is it us, unlike our own fathers? It, it is getting gener- generationally worse. It is it is well documented that each successive generation is measurably lonelier than the one before it. And I think it's, you know, it's a disintegration of a lot of things. But as simple as that, those rotary clubs or the weekly fishing, you know, uh, nights like these are these things that I in the book, I call them velvet hooks. You know, you need to find these things that connect you with your friends, a way to be friends with your friends. And I think, you know, that you can point to a lot of reasons why these things have fallen away. I think our, you know, when you're a parent, children have become so overscheduled that there's not any time in the, in the family calendar for you. 
especially for you to just hang out with the boys. That seems kind of trivial, something you might do after the important stuff is done. The important stuff is never done. But I think that, you know, we've seen, yeah, a a falling off of these bowling nights. I mean, 20 years ago, there was a famous book written on the subject called Bowling Alone. And it's only gotten worse from then from there. And the millennials were the loneliest generation in American history. And now they're being surpassed by the one after them, Generation Z. And so each successive generation is setting a new record on this this measure, this thing called the UCLA loneliness scale. They're just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's gotten to the point where when I started this journey, I took this test, this UCLA loneliness test, and I scored the dead average for an American adult, except that a dead average is in the category they refer to as high loneliness. So the average American, which is me, which is why, you know, I hope the story is relatable to a lot of people. The average American is terribly lonely. And and the book, I should also point out, it, it's not just these funny stories and the, the anecdotal information that Billy Baker supplies, but there's a lot of social science and a lot of hard numbers in there as to the the physical implications, I should say the health implications of what you're describing. T- take a minute and, and let everybody know, like, what is the ramification for us if we're lonely? The, the ramification is almost unbelievably bad. So if you're lonely, if you are uh, even slightly lonely, or even if you is something as simple as living alone, you are, it is documented that you are much more likely to get everything you don't want to get, cancer, you know, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, you're much more likely to die over a given period than someone who's socially connected. And that was when I, when I first started this, the one that was kind of hardest to get my head around. I could see how it could affect your mental health, but like, how is not having friends going to make me more, you know, there, there are these studies that show like people with friends are much more likely to have a positive outcome uh, going through cancer treatment. And so like it, it, it's proven over and over again, but it seems so it seems trivial in a way where like, yeah, if a doctor tells me I need to eat my broccoli and exercise, I can understand how that would make me healthy. But if a doctor told me, Hey, you need more time farting around with your, your, your guy friends on a fishing trip for your health. Like, I'm not sure I would have believed it, but the the data is there. It's there. It's there. And it's as simple as saying, you know, if you don't want to see the doctor, see your friends. And how and how wonderful is that? Right. This isn't someone telling you to eat your broccoli and exercise. This is someone telling you to say that friendship needs to be a part of your daily life. Hey, Billy, I'm one of those weirdos who reads the acknowledgments. And I was really curious. I was really curious. Yeah, I'm the guy. I was really curious to see in your case, who's he going to thank? He's just written a book about male friendships. How is he going to determine who gets listed? Do you want to say a word on how you made the decision? I basically, so as part of this book, I I looked at this thing called Dunbar's number, which is this theory on how many social social (laughs) connections a human can actually have. This number 150. And I, I did it in reverse, right? I, I said, all right, I'm going to write down all the people I care about in this world. I'm going to put their name on a post-it note and put it on the wall. And sure enough, when I added them all up, it came to exactly 150. It blew my mind. But at the end of the book, I basically thanked all those people. And I, I think a lot of those people would be surprised to find themselves listed as a best friend, which is what I think of them as. And, you know, there, there's a, a line I stole from the actress Mindy Kaling that was really revelatory for me, where she said, a best friend is not a person, it's a tear. 
And, and that was kind of freeing in a way where I think, you know, most people we know from studies, when asked to name their best friend, they're going to name someone from childhood or high school or maybe college. No doubt. But yeah. there's a cutoff, this idea you need to go way back with someone. But when you realize you can keep adding best friends and you're not betraying the best friends of your past, that was freeing. And also it, it's more relevant. You know, I don't live where I grew up. So like I need best friends in my daily life, not just the guys that I get together with once a year for the weekend trip or whatever it might be. And so at the end of the book, I just rattled off the men and women who I consider best friends. And let me tell you, when you do write a book about friendship, everyone you know wants to know if their name is in the books. So this was kind of a cheat. It's like I put you all at the back of the book and and, and that was uh, relieving but also, uh, they, it, it was such a nice thing. Like so many people reached out to say how honored they were to see that I, I made the list. You know, a, f- a final footnote, if I may, uh, page twenty-three. There's a reference to the architect, the person who coined "fight or flight," and you name check Walter Bradford Cannon, who is the help me great great. He is my great great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather <laughs> of my long-standing producer, one T.C. Cannon Scornavaki. Isn't that funny? That's yeah. Amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Small that- world, right? Yep, there you go. Is Walter that, B. Is, is that like a big thing in, in family lore? It must be, right? Like, yeah. hey, he's the guy? Oh, oh yeah. No, Walter B. is is a is famous. I mean, he coined the term fight or flight. He is a was a Harvard physiologist and did so much groundbreaking work. So anyone in that field knows exactly who he is. Beyond that, not so sure. Pretty cool. Billy, congrats. And, and the book is – go ahead, finish, yeah, please. No. I was going to say they might not know his name, but I mean, that's such a wonderfully concise thing. And I feel it coursing through my body in those moments. Like I I fight or flight. I am dealing with this exactly right now. And it's so concise and perfect. So kudos to the family bloodline. When you write the sequel, I want the real story of the Montana school teachers. Yeah, I don't know that I can repeat what uh, what I heard from them, but yes, you'll have to read the book to get to what uh, what uh, seemingly polite Montana school teachers will do around a campfire after a few beers. <laughs> Girls showed up. I love that. All right, man. Thank you. Good job. Great book. Really terrific. Oh, thank you so much for reading it and having me on the show. That's Billy Baker, ladies and gentlemen, and it really is a uh, it is a wonderful book. Uh, it is a book called We Need to Hang Out. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.